Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. Hopefully everyone out there is doing well. I myself am doing well and just got back from a screening, an AMC investor screening to be exact. No, it's not nearly as special as what it sounds, but I got to see a film nine days before the general release. I have not had the opportunity to see a film that early in quite a long time. I think one of the earliest ones that I've got to see before release probably was the movie Kingsman. I saw that about a month early. For whatever reason, they were doing tons of screenings, I think trying to drum up word of mouth. The other one was probably about a month and a half to two months early, and that was Hearts in Atlantis, which I think was a film they were worried about. I did get a questionnaire at the end of it, so it was interesting that they chose Tampa, and of all places, a theater that's about five minutes away from my apartment. Long and short of it on that, Kingsman was a welcome surprise. Hearts in Atlantis was okay. It obviously had a wannabe Shawshank Redemption, Green Mile, Stand By Me type of feel, and it just didn't get there. But either way, we're not talking about those movies. So I think it's time we announce this week's film. Starring Nicolas Cage as Nick Cage, Pedro Pascal, Neil Patrick Harris, Tiffany Haddish, and Ike Barnholtz. In the Tom Gormican directed The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. So we finally got to this point in time where Nicolas Cage is playing a fictionalized yet, I'm assuming, somewhat realistic take on his own real-life persona. He is a definite unique person. His personality is just different than everyone else's. A very interesting actor. You always know whether the film is good or bad, you know you're going to be getting a unique performance from Nicolas Cage. I've been a fan of his films for quite a long time. The moment that I discovered that I really enjoyed his films was with the film Gone in 60 Seconds. Of course, that movie was a remake. It also isn't a great film, but it really is a very entertaining one. And as we know, not every film has to be an Oscar-worthy movie. Nicolas Cage is fun to watch in that movie, and also I discovered how badass Mustangs are, and it's kind of that film that made me realize how much I love the Mustang vehicle. The Ford Mustang is the only vehicle that I've ever owned, with the exception of the last couple months where I'm driving my other vehicle, which is a Honda Element that I inherited. Sadly, my 2019 Mustang Bullet was involved in a car accident and was totaled. So I have to give a special shout out and thank you to that driver for taking my vehicle away from me. But anyway, back to Nicolas Cage. The guy has had an amazing career. You can think of just about any film that he's in and he elevates the material. I'm not talking about a lot of these direct-to-video films that have been released lately with him over the last couple of years. Those aren't so good, but if you look at his career, you look at films like Wild at Heart, Vampire's Kiss, Con Air, 8mm, Snake Eyes, Face Off, The Rock, Lord of War, and most recently the film Pig, which is an absolutely outstanding film. It's a reminder that he really is a great actor. A lot of people over the years have made Nicolas Cage a meme with a lot of the stills from the film Vampire's Kiss making their way online and people generally making fun of it. His performance is over the top, but it's also very entertaining. 
The thing is, Nicolas Cage is more than a meme. He is essentially a human cartoon. He's also a good actor. He recognizes the way the internet has portrayed him, and I don't know if he exactly likes it, but with this film, The Unbearable Weight of Supermassive Talent, it's really obvious that he's in on the joke, but is not actually the joke, if that makes sense. In a lot of ways, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent reminds me of other films such as My Name is Bruce with Bruce Campbell, Being John Malkovich with John Malkovich, or This is the End with Seth Rogen, James Franco, and all those guys that made a whole bunch of comedies together. I don't know why these films with actors portraying themselves are so much fun. It might be that us as a viewer can actually get a sense that the actor or actors in question are actually having a lot of fun on screen so that comes across to us as the viewer that these caricature versions of these various actors that we know from other roles it just seems to add an extra level of fun i think the unbearable weight of massive talent is a perfect film for nicholas cage and it makes me wonder what took filmmakers so long to make a film like this one? It's about that time where we should get into the plot of the movie. This fictionalized version of actor Nicolas Cage is on the verge of bankruptcy. He gets a $1 million offer from a dangerous man known as Javi Gutierrez, played by Pedro Pascal, to attend his birthday party because Javi Gutierrez is a super fan. It just so happens that Javi Gutierrez is also an aspiring screenwriter. Nick Cage also gets hired by the CIA to become a CIA operative to take down Javi Gutierrez. Nick Cage is forced to become the hero as he was in so many of his films to save his ex-wife as well as his daughter. He may not just save today, but also save the relationship with his family. First things up on this one, if you are a fan of Nick Cage, Nicolas Cage, however you'd like to refer to him as, you're probably going to love this movie. It has tons of little Easter eggs to some of his past roles. You even get a de-aged version of him, which kind of serves as his internal monologue. I do have to say that this is one of the things where the film falls flat, and it's not because of the execution of the scenes or the acting, is that the de-aging is a little distracting because it doesn't look all that great in some shots, but it gets the job done and doesn't really detract too much. It was just something that stuck out to me. If I had any true gripes about this one, that would probably be it. This is a film that's filled with a whole bunch of very funny scenes. It also has some surprising moments of drama. It's nothing too heavy, but it's definitely nice that it's there. It really is a fascinating idea that we're getting this fictionalized version of Nick Cage. I don't think this is how he actually is in his own private life, but it sort of plays with the public perception of what we believe him to be in his personal life based on some of his previous interviews as well as some of his previous film roles where he's always going a thousand miles a minute and way over the top, yet somehow delivering a unique and great performance. If you watch some of his interviews now, he seems very quiet and reserved. He's still unique with the way he gives his perspective on different things. It seems that everyone at the end of the day tends to forget that he is a serious actor. 
I really do think that it's great he was willing to play with that public perception idea and it led to a really good film. It plays with that whole idea that he's an actor that's on the way out, that he's bankrupt, all things that aren't entirely true. Yet again, this is public perception. If you look at some of the previous interviews with him, he seems like he had enough with making studio films, so he wanted to try his hand at making some smaller films. Sometimes it worked out, sometimes it didn't. But according to him, it was always by choice. And I'd have to believe that. If you look at his filmography, the last time that he worked on an actual live-action studio film was Ghost Rider's Spirit of Vengeance, a movie that I really dislike. But let's think about it. That was a film shot all the way back in 2011. And while I said I didn't care for that movie, Nick Cage wasn't the problem. The directors Neveldine and Taylor were. I really do get the sense that the unbearable weight of massive talent is a film that was made for the fans. It's very apparent throughout the entire movie. You kind of know what you're getting when you get the ending of the film Con Air at the beginning of this one. But as we later find out in the movie, it's meant to symbolize the relationship that he has with his fictional daughter in this film. In real life, Nicolas Cage doesn't have a daughter, but yet in this film, he does. I think it works well when you see the opening of the film with the Con Air and the bunny. It's a nice little payoff and start to the events that are going to unfold in The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. But this film is actually primarily a comedy, with only the drama parts sprinkled in, along with some action at the very end, which is pretty awesome. It's good to see Nick Cage back, so to speak, even though, as the film lets us know, he never left. One of the biggest surprises to me was actor Pedro Pascal. I think he's awesome in this movie. He seems very genuine, almost very naive in a way. It's not surprising when you find out everything as far as the plot, I'm not going to spoil anything, but Pedro Pascal as Javi Guterres just works really well in the film. He bounces off a of Nick Cage really easy, and they have a bit of a bromance type of thing going on. I hate that term, but for lack of a better term, that's what it is. It's tough to describe, but you can genuinely tell that he's happy to be in this movie. There's times where it just seems like things are perfect for a film. This is one of those times. The one part of the film that I really felt was the standout is where Nick Cage and Javi actually go and drop acid. The antics that ensue during that is pretty hilarious, and I'd say that is almost worth buying a ticket just for that. A lot of the rest of the supporting cast of this one, such as Tiffany Haddish, Ike Barnholtz, Neil Patrick Harris, everybody's here in a very limited capacity, which is fine. This is pretty much Nick Cage's and Pedro Pascal's film. It would have actually been nice to see more things about these characters, but at the end of the day, their characters weren't really needed all that much throughout the entire movie other than to advance certain plot points. Even the family aspect feels like it was slightly shortchanged, but really the unbearable weight of massive talent felt perfectly paced. It was not too long, it wasn't too short, everything seemed to fit into place really nicely as far as 
everything. The comedy aspects, the drama, the action, it all felt natural as far as the progression. This is a movie that could have been very hollow and a one-note joke type of film, but it really is more than that. I feel that it's very obvious a lot of love and care went into making this movie to make sure that it wasn't just a mockery of Nicolas Cage's career, and instead a nice little ha-ha and nudge at some of the films and things that he's done over the course of his career. It's just never a mockery and it's all the better for it. There's that idea again, public perception. It plays with the idea, the public perception of Nicolas Cage. In thinking about it, I wish that there was a little bit more in the way of celebrity and director cameos. There's very few in the film. I think it could have worked a little bit better with the idea of Nick Cage and his fake personal life here in this movie if we got a little bit more of a sense of Hollywood and various actors. I did read up on it a little bit, and it's not the movie's fault that none of these cameos really happened. This was a film that was shot during the beer flu period of 2020, and it's no surprise that a lot of the stuff didn't come to fruition. It's not super noticeable, but it was just kind of nagging at me a little bit throughout the movie. Is it something that detracted from my enjoyment and viewing of this movie? No, definitely not. It's one that I can definitely recommend that if you're a fan of Nicolas Cage, if you're a fan of the public perception image of Nicolas Cage, then yeah, definitely check this one out. If you're not a fan, then well, I probably wouldn't recommend it, or maybe I would, because you might enjoy it as well. It's a film that works on a whole bunch of different levels, and really, it was a good time. I went to see this one with my fiance Nicole, and she was surprised at how much she enjoyed it. So, if you have a little bit of interest in this film, definitely check it out. I think I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you need to catch up on past episodes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. If you don't do the whole social media thing, you can drop me an email at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying my podcast, why not tell a friend about it? Tell two friends for that matter. Or even better, if you have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listing platform of your choice. It'll allow me to reach new listeners as well as continue to create new content. Be kind, good night, and happy Easter. Remember to put the bunny back in the box.